The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello and welcome to the HBO Boys Podcast. Today we enter the Thunderdome, best comedy television show of all time. After four episodes, 128 teams or shows, whatever you like to, comedy television <laughs> within, there with uh, you again, Justin is here doing a sound you can't hear because he doesn't respect our audience, but he did the... <laughs> sound and that's how intense this is we are on the fifth and final episode the final four of our best comedy television show of all time bracket uh if you haven't listened to the past four we did we had a lot of them 128 we're down to four and this episode we're gonna choose which one is our favorite i am here with adam we're sort of on a team and deciding uh together what we uh in some situations uh, or all situations would rather have go forward in a in, in the bracket. And Justin is our moderator supreme, who uh, gets all the arbitration cases once we uh, Adam and I cannot <laughs> decide on one thing winning. Um, playing some sort of I don't know grasping at straws demigod role that uh, he is very Demi- very into <laughs> demi demi god yeah uh, no singular the just god the one and only god. <laughs> a that baker's dozen god and so Rude. that's ugh, okay <laughs> uh yeah so if you haven't listened to the last four uh the final four in the best comedy television show bracket by the hbo boys podcast of all time there was a happening behind you again he doesn't respect the audience so he kept doing it top gear versus parks and recreation and on the other side of the bracket snl versus always sunny Woo, it, it's it, been a long road to get here. It has been. And as you might recall, and if you haven't listened to the other podcasts and you're like, how in the hell did Top Gear and SNL make it through 128? <laughs> it's because we did the brackets <laughs> wrong. Okay. But it we, makes it interesting. Sure. I mean, we made up uh, this whole thing. We made the brackets. We did all of it. So there's no one to blame but ourselves. But the first two brackets were gobbledygook and they were bad. And then uh, the <laughs> second two brackets had to make up for it. And you, I bet, could figure out uh, perhaps what brackets three and four that is that uh, Always Sunny and Parks came out of. But that's fine. Whatever, right? <laughs> um, Maybe not so much because you definitely said the brackets were your fault the last time. And I heard now that. it's all of a sudden we. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I don't, don't want to be on this train. Right. It's more like a royal we where I'm the king and you're a mm. demigod. Mm. I, and, 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 some, and this is sort of just like the kingdom of god and so king is first in there anyway yeah this uh, wasn't in the contract so (laughs) so uh first is top gear versus parks uh before we get there really quick i i gave the boys some homework which justin promptly didn't do 
but basically just okay but i'm check got it uh and uh they did some research on uh the following show so we would have something to talk about during the podcast when comparing them uh and i'm really glad that uh justin put in the time and effort to do that so See, the crazy mm-hmm. thing about that is, is that as God, I am all knower of everything always. So I look he forward. Just, yeah, he just decides. I look forward to you uh, showing us and the audience you know, your all knowing skills in this podcast. Silence well, is deafening. Anyway, uh, <laughs> crickets. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a cricket sound happening now. Really wish you Good. could hear the sounds. Yeah, it'd be uh, crazy if you just did a little bit of post work, but it's fine. I will never. Anyway, <laughs> Top Gear versus Parks and Recreation in the round one uh, of really only two rounds. So, Adam, yes. I will put this to you. For, when you sure, think of yeah. Top Gear, the UK version, obviously, uh, the original with Jeremy Clarkson and Richard Hammond and James May, what yeah. comes to mind first uh, as highlights of that show for you? Yep. So uh, we both agree on this because we did talk about this very briefly in one of the previous episodes. It is the Reliant Robin episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the gosh dang three wheeled car just just toppling over in various uh, situations was very funny, and um, I just I just love the way that Top Gear in general as a show. Uh, presents its content. It is kitschy and funny. It is at its core a, a comedy show, um, but it is a car review show, a automotive, you know, uh, masterpiece of a show. Sure, so Wonderland, it, it, you could say the the Wonderland of the coche and Jesus. Uh, the Reliant Robin episode just stands out so strong for me. Mm-hmm. There are a few others that I have and I will tell them now. Um, <laughs> wow, what a wait. <laughs> uh, I am purred happily. Um, <laughs> so just to, you know, uh, the other one that I think of is good and I, I have rewatched this one a bunch of times is the Hover Van episode. I don't know mm. if you've ever, if you remember that one. It's where they make a hovercraft out of a panel van and they go on like a a very quaint british river and (laughs) they like drive past restaurants with people sitting outside and it's like blowing all the tables over and you know it's staged i know it's staged i get that but it is very funny how they do it but if you haven't seen that episode you should watch it it's great researching top gear for the last few days has been odd and i've been coming across something that you just had to do there a lot which is people talk about it like it's professional wrestling where they're right. like you guys know it's not real right right and then <laughs> some people don't know that yeah i don't either way doesn't matter that it's not real yeah uh, that th- they're th- it's people who are like they're trying to trick me and they're trying to trick me to feel like that this is real. But how dare I can't betray. I'm not dumb. Yeah, they can't pull one over on me. But uh, surprise, surprise. I also like professional wrestling. So sure. There's a theme there. Both uh, an industry and a television show. And I suppose two television shows that have always been 100% transparent with their audience that mm. it's written and predetermined, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're out there, you're out there and whatever happens, happens. And if it's entertaining, then that's all that matters. But still, somehow, there's a group of dudes just incels being like, no, staged hate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, it, I know the. Re- I, oh, go ahead, Justin. 
it's crazy that I just can't see Top Gear being even put in the same realm as professional wrestling. I guess they are both scripted and show based. That's, that's the only realm. Right, right. But <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's funny because it's if you I, I'm just trying to think of the person that would watch Top Gear and see that specific episode or any of the other stunts or skits that they're doing and like be all perturbed about and that's not really how those are not real (laughs) people this is inauthentic like listen it's a written show (laughs) i'm I'm on your i'm on your side right like i thought that was the the situation but after going on the internet i was incorrect well you know i think after the grand tour came out when top gear was you know they were retired from top gear (laughs) um yeah when the grand tour unceremoniously retired yeah, it, it was it was the first season or two of the Grand Tour when they were in the tent. It was glaringly yeah. obvious that it was staged, and it just what it didn't feel that obvious in the past. So I think that's where people got upset because they're like, okay, now it's you're making it so obvious that it's staged that it's not as enjoyable to watch. And it's true, the original Grand Tour episodes were just not as good. But they found their stride. They readjusted, and uh, and it's great now, and it's very good, and I love it, and I'm so psyched they're still doing it. The tent episode was that the one where they like had someone like skydiving out of the sky, obviously, and they like just like <laughs> crash landed in the desert and then walked into the tent. I can't, I can't remember who it was. Oh no, exactly. no. So, so the Grand Tour's first season, it was literally a traveling tent for the for the studio, mm-hmm. and they put it in different countries. And so every episode was in a different country. They went all over Europe. They came to America. And uh, so it was like the staged version. You know, what what was the stage of Top Gear, right? It was now converted to a tent with an audience. And it just, it wasn't as good. It, it wasn't as authentic feeling. So I get that. Um, but it was not, not what we're talking about, obvious. though. Not what yeah, we're right, talking about. Right. Not the right. show that we're discussing. We're right, discussing. It, it's, it's the same. <laughs> listen, no, it's not the same. We're I discussing know. the first six seasons of uh, The Office before Michael left, not the last two, right? And by the way, Grand Tour is better than the last two seasons of The Office. Grand Tour is really, really good, and it, it does, but it doesn't make up for anyone feeling that how dare they stage this then treat me <laughs> like I'm an idiot. Nope, sorry, you started as an idiot. It didn't happen. It didn't just happen to you. Anyway, the other things I think about when I think of Top Gear are them getting chased out of Alabama by rednecks. Oh, my God. (laughs) I forgot about that. That Uh, was... Yeah. I feel like that was real. <laughs> that felt it felt like they 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 had the real. ended for a second there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I remember them having flamethrowers. That was solid. Uh, there was a moment I've been watching a lot of like top ten funniest moments. Yeah, and there's this one course. where they're in Africa and they all have binoculars looking at elephants, and then they scout one dude's awful comb over and they start looking at him from the back instead of the elephants. And then he turns around to see them doing this and they all pretend like they weren't just doing it, but laughing hysterically, (laughs) but also it's the Reliant Robin, right? Like, Oh yeah. yeah, The way I think of the Reliant Robin scene slash episode of top gear is sort of how I was feeling when we were choosing our top episodes of like dramatic or comedy television of all time, dramatic specifically because I remember I put uh, the Reigns of Castamere, the Game of Thrones episode mm. with the Red Wedding in it on that list. And my vibe was uh, I watched it recently and there's a lot of parts of that episode that are underwhelming and not that great. 
but also that thing happens at the end and it's sure. maybe the best thing that's ever happened on television at <laughs> least up until that moment and i feel the exact way about reliant robin and the entirety of top gear which is top gear is consistently good most of the time great and then every now and again it lends you something out from the universe that is uh like one of the funniest things you've ever seen in your entire life. And if you, and it's so stupid too. like the situations that they show for the reliant Robin are so silly and stupid, but it's almost like because it's mundane, it's even funnier. Right. And the reliant Robin was so popular that they brought that back on the show as like almost a recurring character. And they tried to blast a reliant Robin into space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> P- play the hits. It's so good. I love, love, love that. But there is one other, um, there is a three-part piece of Top Gear that I think deserves uh, a shout-out as well. It is the Killing a Toyota three-part episodes of of them trying to legit destroy a Toyota pickup, and it just won't happen. They (laughs) crush a building on it. uh, They Uh, tie it in the ocean at a high tide and let it get sunk in the ocean under sand and every single time they're able to get it started and rolling again on its own power i don't know they probably had extra motors or something you know it's Um, not even real bro it's not real (laughs) like when they're like the building come on man they put an extra transmitter in there probably (laughs) well so if you remember the old top gear set uh, they show a red smashed truck in the middle of, of the audience. Yes. That's that truck. It is like a trophy of the show. Um, and it just if you watch that in succession uh, as a three-part series, it's really, really good. Even just as like an automotive piece of, you know, rev- reviewing a legit truck. They tried to destroy it and they couldn't do it. And Toyotas are known for having engines that will not die. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I yeah, think they just tested that. The overall, like what you were just talking about uh, is what I think gets forgotten about Top Gear the most, which is it's absolutely gorgeous. Like mm. the sound is perfect. It mm. is a documentary every week about like the best uh, car content that was ever created, probably, sure. and put yeah. into an incredibly entertaining package, which we've said multiple times about Top Gear. But like if the aliens, the ones that they just found who are now so real, and if they come <laughs> back, though, and they're like, show me one YouTube video. And if it's not funny, I destroy the what and I'm already had the Reliant Robin thing. I'm like, look at it. <laughs> It's bookmarked. And, and then the alien's like, that is a tiny car and a big man. This is very, oh, it fell over. Oh, my God. Look at the R- Reggie. The, weirdly, all of the aliens named her Reggie. Reggie, <laughs> look at this. And Reggie's like, Phew, we got to leave. We can't be here. Got to let them live. We got to <laughs> let them live. This is so <laughs> sick. They would 100%. They'd be like, dude, humans are sick, bro. We got to chill here more often. And they yeah. would make a reoccurring visit like they currently are already. Yeah, but like to be oh best friends, not so much overlords. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, they would see us as our peers. Uh, unlike every other solar system they've destroyed, they're like, no, we're going to chill there like on vacations. Anyway, it's, <laughs> it's, it's facing Parks and Recreation. Adam, pop off, dude. Yeah, okay. So Parks and Rec is my favorite comedy sitcom of all time. Uh, pitting spoiler them against alert. each other. What? Spoiler alert, dude. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, for sure. And um, pitting them against each other is is really not fair because it's gonna it's parks and rec all the time for me 
Uh, although Top Gear, it, it definitely, I mean, as we've seen in this bracket, one of our favorite shows. And um, But yeah, Parks and Rec, uh, some of the standout episodes for me are the Harvest Festival episode, uh, the Treat Yourself 2011. Uh, and, of, and of course the finale episode which is uh one of my favorite television episodes of all time yeah um, hold, I, I want you to hold on that finale episode because i want to i want to yeah. talk like for five minutes just about yeah. it on like a weird Absolutely. deep dive but uh when i was making this list i put flu season there i think oh yes uh <sighs> with uh jeremy jam uh yep and i think that was just like the first time that in the hunting episode was where they just nailed it Yes, it, it was after a shaky first season that had an entire character they had to jettison because nobody liked him. Uh, they then kind of finally hit their stride. Uh, also, the fight, which has the famous scene of them all in the bar after they drink snake juice. Oh, <laughs> oh the, yeah. yes. The snake juice promo one. Yeah, that's so good. Oh, God, that is so good. I forgot about that episode. Um, don't forget, don't forget Ben I, returning to his town that he was mayor in. Oh, Ice Town? Ice yeah, Town, Ice Town. <laughs> Ice Town. I love that. I love that the, the additions. Too. That's, I, I, we've already said this too. Adding Adam Scott and Rob Lowe, like, took a great show and made it iconic, basically. Like, because mm-hmm. they are both so, so. Uh, stop pooping. I'll, I'll never forget oh. Rob Lowe's most fa- He was in a lot of seasons of The West Wing. He said a lot of amazing things. That show rules. The best line of dialogue he ever said was a Parks and Recreation episode where he's looking him dead <laughs> in the eyes and telling himself to stop pooping. Um, stop also, the inside pooping. baseball that a god that did no homework did recall because I saw it on social media about a few days ago, actually, was I believe it was the flu season episode where Leslie is being escorted out of the office and Chris Pratt at his computer says that I looked oh. online to check your symptoms and yes. it says you might have network connectivity problems mm-hmm. <laughs> was a fucking unscripted line. Yes. That yeah. was There's unscri- a ton like, of unscripted ugh, lines in that show. It's just fucking magic. It's amazing. I mean, Mike Sure, the guy who created the show, says it's the best line of dialogue the entire yep. show has done and he didn't write it, so he's pretty mad about it. But <laughs> it's a bummer. It's a show that they always had extra time to do improv, and if the improv was better, it made it. Which, it, you know, sort of. I think of it as like, like they talk about coaching trees in the NFL, where the defensive and offensive coordinators get head coaching jobs, and you can see the similarities from the teams they were on and the head coaches they've already played for. Michael mm. Schur is that to Greg Daniels of the Office. Dan Gore is that. To Michael Shore uh, making Brooklyn Nine Nine, Michael Shore a part of all of these, but you can get the sensibilities across the board. And I don't want to leave this without talking about the London episode because <clears throat> I think my favorite moments of Parks and Rec, uh, a lot of them are scattered throughout the multiple seasons. But I, I there's a good concentration of my favorite moments from the entire show in the finale. But up there for like number one is Ron at the Lagavulin uh, distillery. Oh, yes. <laughs> Him coming that above. That was so beautiful. Leading all those sheep, like not trying yeah. to, but they follow him anyway. And then reading the poem. And then crying and saying, I don't know what you think I would got would get out of that. <laughs> uh, I 
Oh my God. I love that moment. Anyway. Yeah, that, that's a great one. And and one of the honorable mentions I have is Ron and Tanny part two. Of course. Where he, you know, gets cornrows and shaves his mustache. Yeah, I always shaves, love. Sorry, rubs his mustache off. I love that he can smell his ex-wives from afar. <laughs> yeah, that is. She's here. She's here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sizable amount of ground chuck in my desk. If you do not throw it out immediately, it will, will start to stink. And then he runs. <laughs> It's so good. Uh, just, yeah. I, I mean, that's just uh, enforcing that this show has amazing characters and people that you have grew to love and, and want more of and want to like be friends with, you know? And like, I started, I, like, I tried Lagavulin because it was so dominant in that show and it ended up being one of my favorite scotches. And, uh, Nick Offerman's edition version of it is so so good and you still got to try that by the way Ryan okay <laughs> I have a bottle it's downstairs but um, yeah it just I love this show with all my heart I'm in the process of re-watching it again we just finished the London episode uh, a couple days ago and I'm just I know what's coming and I'm gonna be sad about it yeah yeah by Which the way the finale the same bourbon bump occurred because of john wick blanton's didn't used to oh, be yes. a thing that was hard to find and now it's impossible because john wick drank it once after his dog got murdered with a bat <laughs> anyway uh yeah the the finale I, I have a question they have an okay. open-ended finale the last thing that happens in the finale is that it's obvious that either leslie or ben are the president of the United States, but they don't tell us who. And it's, a, I think, a nod to The Sopranos. Uh, They wanted to have some sort of ending where the audience can make up their own minds as to that. Who do you think? Which one of them you think is president, my dude? Um, I I would probably be more inclined to actually think it's Ben um, because he was legit in Washington running campaigns working with the political powerhouses and yeah leslie did end up becoming the the parks what was the official title she was like the head of the parks yeah northwest edition and then also governor of indiana yes right but i don't i i still would lean towards ben just because of his political prowess and level-headedness um if i had to pick one yeah no no not because he's he's a man Uh, Wow, yeah, for sure. A lot of those vibes wow. previously mm, too. Yeah, just yeah. Continues to just yes. a through line, you know. Adam has yeah. been so alpha lately, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I nah, think it's Les- Les- <laughs> I think it's Le- I think it's Leslie, dude. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. What what, what, do, what makes you think it's Leslie? Because there was a moment in the show where both of them were going to run for something. Uh, at the same time and they had to choose which one of them was going to do it, and they chose Leslie, and then she becomes the governor of Indiana, and I feel as though that just sort of keeps happening you know but do, and, do you think that they would say okay you know leslie got the chance and sh- so she wanted to give it back to ben hmm. as giving him a chance to do it's, something that's great? incredibly possible as she is billed as the nicest uh person on earth mm. but nah she nah, she, nah <laughs> she did what hillary couldn't do took over the world wow yeah man <laughs> anyway this is a uh I'm sad, Top Gear, where this is an easy Parks and Rec go next. Oh, we talked a lot about it, but... Easily, yeah. Okay. Parks and Recreation into the finals. That is my finals. fucking line, dude. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, Justin, go ahead and say shit, that. Bro. Parks and Rec moving on to the next round. The final round. 
final <laughs> round. He's fucked up my whole shit, man. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a flow. <laughs> okay, Justin, who are our next? Th- who's the next? You tell him. I'm, I'm, you, you'd make your thing then. Hmm? Oh, perfect. As, it's SNL versus Always Sunny in Philadelphia. SNL versus It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> the, oh. uh, the homework I asked for uh, here is basically come up with your maybe top five favorite sketches uh, for SNL. And I, as I think that will contextualize both the time in which you were watching it, your favorite uh, era of it, plus perhaps your comedy sensibilities. I gave us that prompt. I said, do five. Yes. I got it down to 12. Unreal. <laughs> so maybe you go first and you chop off some of these so I don't have to say them. All right. So um, I, I have no particular order. This is just uh, the five that I consider like the most memorable, the ones that I think of when I think of SNL. Right. One, it's like and, the Mount Rushmore, but if yes. one extra president was on there, say like that's right. Taft. Yeah, sure. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he was a he was a bad president. Yeah. <laughs> cool bad president joke, Ryan. Adam Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy. Me. One one for me, it, it's not necessarily the funniest skits that they've done, but it holds the most nostalgia for me because we used to make fun of it a lot in our high school years. Uh, it's the Bill Brasky one. Bill Brasky. <laughs> He's a son of a bitch. Bill Brasky once covered an ice cream chuck in human skulls. <laughs> I once so saw ridiculous. Bill Brasky go into a restaurant and eat everything the restaurant had. And then they had to close the restaurant. <laughs> it, see, it's like, it's like ridiculous, but I just remember those skits so vividly. <laughs> I heard that um, Bill Brasky has a toenail that's shaped like a can opener. <laughs> <laughs> but as you go, they get funny. <laughs> Bill Brasky invented the question mark. <laughs> you- <laughs> Keep going, Ryan. I yeah, know you got uh, a list in front of you. He's got like 20 of them. <laughs> I heard that Bill Brasky yeah. once punched a hole through a cow just to see who was coming up the road. <laughs> So, Bill Brasky's <laughs> voice is so powerful that it can shatter glass. <laughs> oh, shit. Keep going. I yeah. heard <laughs> that Bill Brasky can make a woman pregnant just by pointing at her and saying, you're pregnant. <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> one more. One more. Bill Brasky once <laughs> ate a whole cake before his friends could tell him there was a stripper in it. <laughs> Unbelievable. They the say that Bill Brasky once beat a man to death with his own life story. <laughs> That's poetic. That's actually. one of the best jokes I've uh, ever heard in my. I love that joke it's, so much. So as you can see, we <laughs> we have an, an affection for Bill Brasky. And, and again, it's Brasky. not to Bill Brasky. <laughs> It's not going to be a top SNL skit on anyone's list, but it is on mine. <laughs> and it deservedly so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Give me one of yours. It happened recently, actually. The oh, HBO okay. Mario Kart trailer. Oh, yes. That uh, one is very with Pedro good. Pascal. Yeah. Uh, just showing like they made that in four days or something Yeah. from conception to it being on the screen. And it looks amazing. 
and you can tell the people who wrote it really uh, actually played the game and Pedro Pascal right off the, uh, the heat coming off him from The Last of Us right into that show absolutely killed his episode because, uh, you know, it is a show that really does rely a lot of the time on who's hosting and if they're good at it. Right. Uh, and he was. So that one. Yeah, I, 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 I've only seen it when it aired. I haven't rewatched it, but I, I did like it a lot. And Pedro Pascal is very, very good and continues to prove that he's very, very good. And uh, yeah, that episode of SNL was uh, probably one of my favorite ones of the modern era because I actually have started to not like SNL as much in the modern era. But the old stuff, it's just not for is you so anymore. True. I know, I know, know, and it's a just bummer. Like wrestling. No, yeah, I know. Right. Exactly. Like, that's the point. It's not written for 35 year old men. Yeah. Sadly, it's. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Mario although, Kart tra- trailer although, given to me. Yeah. The modern SNL has one skit in particular that I think is just cross generational. And I think okay. I think it's Michael Chi, right? Michael Che. Mm. Michael Che. And the other che. guy. The other Colin Jost, when they're giving Jost. each other the jokes. So the, oh. essentially, they're two news reporters of yes, we can different, different races, and they each <laughs> read the opposites. <laughs> it is so report. good, and like it is, it is one of those like impractical jokers moments where like, are, are they going to get through the line? Are they going to be able to say it? So <laughs> I will say I agree with Adam. Where modern SNL isn't as uh, heavy hitting for us oldies as it once was. <laughs> oldies, and I will say that any moment in time that chris farley was on the screen was all-time great no question sure speaking of chris farley one of my top five is hello my name is matt foley and i'm a motivational speaker (laughs) just david spade dying in a corner oh Oh. so that's another thing about snl that i really really love and i know it's not intentional breaking it's when the characters break when they break it's the best it makes it funnier the audience is way more into it it's just, uh, and this is why it's reached our finale here, our final four. It just, it has so many great moments. And the Van Down by the River episode, <laughs> it is probably one of the most iconic SNL episodes you've ever seen. If you've never heard of it yeah. or watched it, you're seeing those clips for sure. Written by Bob Odenkirk, by the way. Oh, that's right. And he was in that skit. Yeah, well, right. when it was yeah, at, he, yeah, uh, he was the dad when it was at Second City or the Groundlings or something, and then Phil Hartman, I believe, was the actual guy. Oh, in the right, you're right, you're right. Uh, let me hit you with a few right off the bat. Yeah, uh, yeah, hit me. Halloween coming up, baby. Haunted Elevator featuring your favorite David S. Pumpkins. I, I love that guy so I much. Fucking... This is this is not ironic. <laughs> I love it so much. I knew that you were gonna pick that. <laughs> I'm my own thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Celebrity Jeopardy with Will Ferrell. Yep. So that that was also in my five is the Celebrity Jeopardy. Um, Will Ferrell, uh, specifically the Burt Reynolds one. And uh, it's just, oh, God, it's so good. And and uh, uh, our, our buddy here, uh, Connor O'Dowd, was Burt Reynolds from SNL for Halloween one year. Right. Our and patron. Patreon.com slash HBOBYZ, by the way. <laughs> Was it so good? <laughs> he was so good. Uh, oh. I, I mean, Will Ferrell, obviously, right? He he would yeah, go on to sure. be like the biggest comedy star the in the world. Skits, oh. yes, with Sherry O'Terry. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, a, another newer one with Tom Hanks, uh, Black Jeopardy. That is really really good. If you haven't seen it, 
where Tom Hanks is wearing a MAGA hat and he's oh. on uh, a Jeopardy being hosted by Keenan Thompson uh, with uh, Leslie and Ego next to him and they all start agreeing on things. It's the best. Uh, I Underrated, but I think th- th- one of the greatest things SNL's ever made. The uh, Papyrus sketch with Ryan Gosling where mm. he's... Uh, he can't get over the fact that Avatar's font is papyrus. Oh, yes. yes, I do remember. That. <laughs> I love that um, Lazy Sunday. Every one of the uh, Lonely Island sketches, mm-hmm. while they were on there, leading to now, please don't destroy. Which I love everything they do as well, and just like the ability to have post production uh, content in SNL. Uh, I mean, it's been happening. Commercials have been ha- fake. Commercials have been happening forever. But uh, Lonely Island Diner Lobster with John uh, Mulaney, where he's like, well, I'm doing a musical. So take that. (laughs) Any others? Yeah. Career Day with Adam Driver. Uh, It was hard to choose between this one uh, and Star Wars Undercover uh, Boss Starbase Killer, which it's so, so good. But Career Day with Adam Driver breaking uh pete davidson in said sketches breaking the entire time i love but, it uh be adam driver as an oil man uh just screaming <laughs> god it's so good uh more um, cowbell obviously oh mo- yeah more cowbell is another iconic one that's been on covers of magazines will ferrell hitting the cowbell um and christopher walken obviously mm-hmm. uh doing his pants thing. on one leg at a time but after <laughs> i'm done putting on my pants i make gold records <laughs> uh, I have on here uh, the Dub Bears episode. Dub ba- yeah, Dub Bears. Very, very Bill Brasky energy. Like it is, uh, and I, that's where my vibe is. I guess. Mm-hmm. Dude sitting around a table screaming. Yeah. Oh, that that one. That one is also great. And uh, the final one that I have on my five is the Gap Girls at the food court. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know it by that name, but it's the lay off me. I'm starving. Right. <laughs> That was good. It's so good. He's like, I'm so fat. No, you're not. <laughs> I have two more. The Close Encounter sketch yeah. with Kate McKinnon, uh, where uh, where she her experience getting abducted is different than everybody else's. Oh, yes. I remember that one. <laughs> and then Meet Your Second Wife uh, with Bill Hader and John Mulaney, also one of his episodes. So, so good. Uh, anyway. SNL is of a time and a place, right? Yes, uh, like for you sure. just discussed, it is not going to apply to you for the entirety of your life. Most likely, it is not for you. It is uh, for a specific group of people, basically like uh, thirteen to twenty-five, maybe at max, and that's the audience they're trying to get because that's what sells ads. And uh, just a bummer, right? But like, there is a narrative where SNL sucks, and the. Uh, all new SNL is bad. It feels like a like a lazy trope at this point. No, I don't think it's all bad. I, I will admittedly say I do not watch it every week. If there's like something that was a heavy hitter, I'll see that clip for sure. Um, but I don't like it's just not like you said, it's not for me, which is a bummer because I think the older ones, even the early 2000s ones were targeted to, you know, late 20s early 30s audience and it just it had better jokes it hit it hit better um punchlines it just 
it felt more authentic and mm. and it felt like mm. there was more effort that went into them. Disagree. Disagree. And, and by yeah, and also by the way, uh Guy Fieri did nothing wrong and Nickelback didn't either. And I feel it's all in the same thing. Like you just don't like it. You're not you're allowed to not like things, but to be weird and gatekeepery about it, which is not how you're being. But it but it <laughs> is that was a direct accusation, it sounded like. Yeah, I no, mean, it's just you are representing slightly, but way less just because you're so chill. Uh a side of the the internet's <laughs> argument that I just think is baseless and weird. I mean, it's just it's just not funny. It just isn't. There's stuff that is it's not funny, man. There's I really stuff appreciate in there where that. I'm watching some of these newer skits and I'm like, how did this get past the writer's room? Yeah, like, people don't watch full episodes when Farley was there. They also had misses. That's the thing oh, about oh, doing I'm, a live sure. show on oh, Saturday yeah, nights course. at 11 p.m. You're not going to have as uh, 100% bangers. It'd be, it'd be weird if you did. And and the one thing I'll give to the newer um, SNL that, I mean, you, you covered this already with the Mario episode, is the production value is through the roof now. And I think that's very cool. But I kind of like the raw set pieces sex as appeal. opposed to oh. CGI. Oh, wow. hey, oh. Oh. Yeah, the sex appeal of, right. of just broken tables. Yeah. <laughs> SNL is now facing It's Always Sunny. When you think of It's Always Sunny, what episodes come to mind? Uh, the Nightman Cometh. Sure. Damon! Ah! Fighter of the Nightman! Ah! Champion of the Sun! Sun! Oh, <laughs> you're a master of karate and friendship for, for everyone. Day, day man. man. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, I really great. like it. Rum ham, anybody? Um, Anyone go for some rum ham right now? I will. R- oh, so Jersey Shore is my yeah. honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jersey Shore episode, so, so good. When Charlie and the waitress just are like, doing what are they doing molly or something (laughs) and they're just like having a wonderful time she wakes up she's like why the fuck am i here after he's been drinking sunscreen the entire time Uh, and and drink a little bit of ocean (laughs) (laughs) do not drink the ocean uh another one that comes to mind is charty mcdennis the game of the game of games (laughs) god i love i love that episode we're gonna nail this down to the bar because at some point i will forget and try to rip it up and throw it yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And the the Dennis system oh, is another one. No, oh, I thought was, you were about to say Dennis is a bastard, man. <laughs> no, Dennis system. Yeah. Because he's so full of himself yep. and just oh, it's so good. That's the Magnum Dong episode as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh Frank climbing out of the leather couch, but as <laughs> yeah. oh, yes. <laughs> Who pooped the bed between Frank and Charlie? Yeah. Yeah, that the oh cereal defense God. as well. I always like bird law when that comes up. Yep. I'm always down for uh the World Series defense episode. Anytime where the law is happening. <laughs> uh yeah, I the gang I, there are so many. The gang gets analyzed. Yes. Uh where you unzip me? A frog kid. Like that God. Charlie so, work. That's Charlie uh, work. That's one of your favorites. It's on my top episodes of any television show of all yeah. time. Yeah. I'm it's like I think an actual masterpiece uh, uh, of television. Uh, the gang turns black is <laughs> incredible. Uh, the gang hits the slopes. People don't like oh, the, it on the, the internet. Yeah, the skiing I one. Love oh, that episode. The skiing episode. It, it is like an exact replica 
of Aspen Extreme. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you've ever seen that movie. Oh, my God. It, it's so 90s, and I love it. 80s, 90s, so good. Mac There's so many because... Pride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been happening for so long. I know. What, what are they in? 16, 17? Right. Like, uh, Frank's Little Beauties, that came up mm. uh, very off, uh, very yep. much ago because... Uh, don't write a song about Dylan kids because of the, uh, the stuff on YouTube that was happening like a month ago. Uh, the way that you can not do that is by writing a song about it, bud. Oh, and, my God. <laughs> uh, gang goes to the water park. Mm. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Frank just says he has AIDS. He just screams that the entire day. <laughs> Very cool. And then one of, the... my, oh, one of my yeah, favorites is uh, the gang beats Boggs. Oh, yes. Where they do the drinking challenge on the plane. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and then the one that came up to mind, too, was the art, the art. Um, oh, um, the art gallery. Derivative. Uh, <laughs> derivative. Uh, what is that? A- Angie G- G- Blogian or what? The f- sure. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Just I don't remember what the episode was, but God, I loved that episode. Put Danny DeVito in a wig. I'm done. I'm sold. Oh, so good, dude. He's it's so good. And and the Always Sunny podcast is also very, very good. And just everything that they're that they do as a collective unit of comedians and actors and writers is just it's so good almost every time. Well, uh, I dedicate this podcast to uh, to Wade Boggs. May he rest in peace. <laughs> sure. Now decide between the two of them. Oh, well, you didn't. SNL. No one back. You're supposed to say Wade Boggs is very much alive. He lives in Tampa, Florida. I'm so disappointed. I wouldn't know that. I don't know that. Very much alive. He lives in Tampa, Florida. There you go. Wow. You lack. You you lack. That wasn't real. That was scripted. That was fake, dude. Scripted. (laughs) You lack fervor. I'm not doing it to take two. You're fired. Uh, It's always sunny versus versus SNL. SNL. I go. It's always sunny here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always sunny for me as well. As much as SNL through the years has given us some wonderful content, has is has been long running, has crafted and curated careers for people. Um, it's no yeah, it's always sunny. It's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's not good anymore. Sure. Um, no. Uh, yeah. Always sunny. They're still going strong. It's still funny. And um, I can rewatch it. I mean, I can rewatch SNL too, but I just i i get a i get a better vibe from "It's Always Sunny." Mm. Okay, we now have a finals: hundred and twenty-six down and two to go. The finals is Parks and Recreation. Parks and Recreation versus, versus <laughs> "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." It's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> you go ahead and say your piece. Yeah. So we've basically we've 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 talked at yeah. length. Uh, over multiple episodes about these two shows, uh, I, I bring up uh, Parks and Recreation's uh, faults because they don't have many, uh, but they are at the beginning of the show and glaring. But at the same time, you want to bookend with one of the best finales of all time, and mm. that sort of makes up for it. And then It's Always Sunny, the longest running uh, situational comedy still happening and still amazing. Uh, down seasons aren't that bad and up seasons are truly amazing the best comedy that's currently on television Mm -hmm. in my opinion so between those two i would choose nope it's Mm. i state your name i state your name nope your name's ryan (laughs) brady uh what 
You need to say it as a full declaration. <laughs> it needs to Me, be I. We're declaring I, this. I, de- I declare the office should be here. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> dude, come oh, get out of here. No. <laughs> That's the trap card. I get to pick. No. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to most likely be picking anyway because I think I choose It's Always Sunny. I assume really? You, yeah. I, I assume you choose parks. I do choose parks. And um, yeah, I mean, it, yes, I choose park. I choose parks and recreation. It is a complete show. It is a complete thought. It's finished and uh, always sunny. It's it's wonderful and great. It's still going. That's amazing. But it will never be a complete thought like parks and recs. Mm. Parks and rec is. What and, are the rules? And was. What's that? What are the rules? You know? Oh, <laughs> yes. I got you. <laughs> well. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, we are split here. Um, that's, that's yep. So, the finals <laughs> uh, goes to the Arbiter, shame. which I always knew would happen. God so fucking damn it, dude. The final <laughs> goes to the final. Uh, now, and you thought that the, you thought second round finale uh, was hard. Oh, so. my goodness. Okay. Um, Jesus. He won't help you now. Yeah, I am him, so I'm not gonna help myself. <laughs> and you know, you know what? what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'll, I'm Pontius I'll say Pilate this. then. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ! I'll, I'll say I'm coming this for you, baby. Parks and Rec is my favorite sitcom of all time, but uh, just the fact that it made it into the final four is like a win for me. Um, I know that there are more popular shows out there. I get that, and I I absolutely would not be upset if it didn't win. Not but many, I wanted though. to win. I want Listen, it to win. I know. If it doesn't win, no, well, uh, it's a bummer. <laughs> I think your caveat statement is a little incorrect. You said that you think uh, that there are funnier shows out there. Like, it's not top of the top. I, I don't think that's true. I think it's here for a reason. No, no, no. For me, for me, for me. There are other pe- sh- shows that other people think are funnier. Like, I don't, for I don't, me, this is the I think you're underselling it. I, I, I think Parks and Rec is in most, if not all, of the conversation when anyone thinks of the best, most funniest show Too they've shy. ever seen. I would say yeah, it's, I guess it's I am in everybody's it. top five. Like that's not as even is an always sunny. True, very true. Yeah, yeah. Although there's there's fewer people I think that have always sunny in their top well, because sometimes because it's just they just it's not their thing. <laughs> it's also uh, Parks and Rec is a network show and right. Always Sunny is on basic cable, so one is watched by twenty times the audience. Right, fair. Yeah, well, my vote's Parks and Rec. It's yep, Parks and Rec. Yeah, I would say. So I'm going to go th- I'm going to go through my thought process here. Parson Rec hits a specific nerve, I guess, because it yeah. is just a such a generally appealing show. Um I think it's a show that you could hand to any human being on the face of the earth and they can find an episode and they'll quote parts of it. They'll find something within any of the episodes of all of them and find something that they can quote and relate with. I don't think that's the same with It's Always Sunny. I think It's Always mm. Sunny is a very specific type of humor. Um, but I think as- Parks is too, though, to be fair. Like, the specific kind of humor that Parks is, is one of general positivity, right? right. Like, the, the thing that they're doing is being funny while also being uplifting. That's the vibe they chose at the beginning. And It's Always Sunny is also doing a thing and it's to be funny while like edgy's not the right word raunchy. but you know what i mean excessive raunchy uh, <laughs> yeah raunchy. uh it is dark humored but <laughs> it is sure. it is 
Right. We're sort of we found ourselves in this finals on two like opposite sides of a comedy show spectrum of like it's sort of the uh, the alternative comedy scene versus what you could more uh, say is just like established comedy, at least of the past 20 years. I I would say it's even to go further. I'd say Parks and Rec is like a much more marketable show and right style of comedy where purposely it's on a network they oh, precisely yeah a- and absolutely not enough absolutely. people watched it and it got canceled which is well that's minus wild. points <laughs> yeah, that's wild to me um this is this is gonna hurt i've seen parks and rec in its entirety twice through i'm talking in succession in succession mm-hmm. every succession. episode <laughs> okay front to back two times over and shuffled i can't even tell you how many times it's just been on during dinners or not um i think it's always sunny is a a better written show as far as jokes are concerned i think uh it's always sunny's jokes are funnier and more i guess i guess heady even though it is kind of bathroom humor and raunchy whereas i feel like parks and rec is that it's got that hope hope aspect to it and that uh that uplifting portion of it where the jokes aren't complicated uh there's a couple of callbacks that are really easily identified and everyone can follow through and it's always sunny is a bog of threads it's charlie in the mailroom of wade callbacks. box <laughs> wade box yeah wade, wade box. We're really calling back now. <laughs> may he rest in peace um i <laughs> god i am gonna give it to it's always sunny Woo! I you know it, did did you do that because of the implication because of the implications, Mac. Um, You're not getting this. No, I'm not. I'm not getting it. I'm not. Okay, at all. I'm not saying I'm going to do something. Are you going to hurt these women? No, no I'm not no, going to no, hurt no. these women. Uh, I think the podcast is is what's kind of sitting at the forefront of my mind and the fact that it's currently still airing. It is very good. The podcast is very good. I, I think from 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 a lore perspective that they're they're right on par. They're both ten out of tens. I think from the 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 ecosystem that is, it's always sunny now. I think that's what tipped it over to the number one spot. Wow! 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 wow. wow. Think of the implications. So, uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, it's always sunny. Started blasting and has won the day. As uh, the HBO Boys official uh, favorite comedy show of all time, uh, so yeah, thanks for joining us. There's I will clapping. acquiesce. There's clapping. There's, there, you're going to acquiesce. I'm acquiescing. You can't acquiesce. It's already been chosen. <laughs> okay, you can okay. acquiesce. Go ahead. What, what's, what's wrong? Yeah, you could. Yeah, acquiesce, dude. You have ten whole minutes yeah. to acquiesce. Go ahead and throw a filibuster in there, dude. I <laughs> yeah, filibuster, dude. It's all good, man. I'm oh, good. I'm God, good. Come on. Okay, great. So cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you like so this. I'm so good. I'm so good. You are. So you're good. great at podcasting. <laughs> if uh, you liked this content slash this podcast, we are going to continue doing more of them. Probably our, about our favorite dramas or something else if we think it's more interesting. Anyway, if you want to hear these podcasts before they go on the main feed, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash H-B-O-B-O-I-Z. It's a dollar a month. We read your name at the end of the show. And you get the podcast earlier, plus bonus podcast stuff. Uh, and Adam's about to read your name on the show right now. Uh, and as I said last e- week, Adam, if we get a yeah. new patron, you will read it in a really read fun it. and engaging way. I will read it in a very unique and effective way where you will effective. you will clearly know that it's you. Yeah, didn't happen this week. So 
Yep, so we got the regular old subscribers here, but no uh, negativity to these yeah, subscribers. There's only they 52, weeks, 52 weeks in a row without a new subscriber, but 53, I'm feeling lucky. Let's go. But Let's we want to thank Sunshine, Connor O'Dowd, Jamie Lochner, James Watch My Dong, Chris Wood, Brent Ginn, Craig, John Jewers, Major Woody, and Carol Andretas. Thank you very much for your support and your money. And feel free to up that tier if you'd like. And uh, it just helps us out more. And, you know, it's very cool. Pew, 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 pew. Um, but yeah, no, this was fun. And, and, I'm, and I'm not super upset about the outcome of it. Um, like I said, it's my favorite show. It's not everyone's favorite show. And I love Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So I can't hate on it at all. I, I really can't. I'm just waiting for the drama. No drama. Bracket that we're doing. Oh, you want oh, the drama bracket? I got you. Yeah, no, I'm waiting for the drama <laughs> bracket that we're going to do when like the Breaking Bad comes up against West Wing. And I think we all just burn the world down because it'll be fun. <laughs> or at least I will. I'm definitely going to do so. You think West uh, Wing's going to make it that far or? Oh, yeah. it will. It will. <laughs> it I, will I will fight. For Ryan? To, if Ryan has nah, anything to do with no it, way. it will. I have about it's 50%. one of his favorite shows. I have about 50% to do with it. So I think, uh, yeah, we'll get a little he bit. He doesn't even like that show, dude. Just don't pit the West Wing against Game of Thrones. Then you'll have a... <laughs> I, I'll have an existential crisis that knows no bounds. And I've gone back and forth on those two things over and over and over again. Uh, anyway, God, what a prison I've created for myself uh, in my own brain. So instead, we're going to do a list of top spotted lizards that we've seen. Mm, IRL. I love that. The blue the blue spotted lizard is my favorite. I did not expect you to take up on that, but props to you. Mm. Very great podcasting, mm. dude. Um, and also, I, I hope, uh, you know, the 128 was a neato experiment, but that is a lot. And um, hopefully it's not as many. <laughs> no, next yeah. Time. Yeah, maybe three episodes next time. 64 yeah, teams. 64. Uh, my favorite spotted lizard is a gecko. Love that. Mm. Just I don't it. have one. Okay. <laughs> wow. I was joking. And what we call in the business, a gag. Okay. Iguanas are good. It's not even spotted. <laughs> They're spots. Could be. I like a horned gecko. Oh, I mean, now you're just making things up. I like a spontiferous flonosaurus. A mm. blue-tongued skink. That, that is tracks. actually a lizard. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, boss hog. <laughs>